Hello, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. The name of this message is The Serpent and the Light. Let's start with 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Last month, I shared a parable of sorts. It was expressed through a photograph. You know how an artist, musician, or an actor may convey a story, emotion, or thought through a drawing, a song, or a play? Well, in like manner, a photograph can also display a landscape that reveals a timely message. And as the Lord would have it, I've got another exciting series of photographs to share with you, this time communicated through a series of pictures that capture an intriguing phenomenon involving a squiggly line and a circle of light. Now, I'm aware that you are listening to this and not looking at it, so I will do my best to describe to you what the pictures captured so that you can get that picture in your mind as you follow along. So here's how this all played out. One morning last week, I got up early to read the word. The house was quiet and Robin was in his Saturday morning men's Bible study. So I sat down on the couch and I began reading the book of Ruth. I wanted to read it for myself before studying it to teach others at my next women's Bible study. Well, at some point, I looked up from where I was seated on the couch and I saw a squiggly line of light on the wall. Now, let me clarify that I wasn't looking straight ahead at the wall. I actually saw the reflection of the light that was behind me, the wall behind the couch, showing up on the TV screen in front of me. The TV was off, but it reflected the light that was behind me on the wall. Well, I leapt up to get my phone and take a picture, having no idea what would come of it. While the picture of the squiggly line could have resembled several things, the only thing the Lord allowed me to settle on was that it looked like a serpent. Well, I sensed an immediate call to pray against the enemy in that moment, especially regarding the devil's attempts to come against our family. Now, before you assume I jumped to imaginary conclusions, let me provide a brief background. So pause for a minute. Let me give you a little background. The night before I saw the squiggly line on the wall, in the dark, Robin had walked past a shelf in our hallway. The shelf is no longer on the wall now because it had accidentally knocked down. The reason why it knocked down was my husband first knocked one of the decorations and in the process of trying to catch the decoration, he must have bumped the shelf in such a way to make the whole thing fall down. Well, at that same moment, I had come around the corner and I literally caught the photo with him that was hanging on the wall that the shelf knocked and everything falling and it literally kept everything from breaking, which was very cool. Only an edge of the shelf broke. Okay, so, but this is no big deal. I get that. Stuff like this happens in life. I wouldn't have thought much of it. That is, 
if that snake image hadn't appeared on the wall the next morning. We all know how cunning the devil is, and I could practically smell his stench as I noticed the following afternoon that the specific articles that had fallen from the wall the evening before each held a special symbol of something. These are the things that fell off of the wall the night before I saw the little squiggly line on the wall. Ready? One of them was a family photograph commemorating the season when God called my family and sent us from California to Texas into full-time ministry. That's one of the things that had fallen from the wall. The second thing that had fallen was a little placard sitting on the shelf and it just said, blessed, just had the big, big words, blessed. And then the third item that had fallen down was a little plaque that says, my cup runneth over. So keep these three themes in mind as I continue to share about the phenomenon of light on the wall, okay? Being called and sent into full-time ministry, a proclamation of being blessed, and then a declaration that my cup runneth over. Okay, so back to our story where I'm sitting there in the morning, reading my Bible, and I look up and I see this squiggly line on the wall. After observing and taking the first photograph of that little squiggly, snaky thing on the wall, I returned to my study in Ruth. Well, a few minutes later, I looked up and guess what? That serpent had grown. The squiggly line took on more of the shape of a snake. Its head had traveled closer to the area where I was sitting on the couch and its tail had extended downward. But check this out. At the same time, by its tail, a circle of light had appeared to the right of the tail. So let me clarify. I'm sitting on the left. There's the snaky thing, like a reflection of light on the wall. And then on the other side of its tail is a circle of light. Okay, let me clarify. (laughs) I was completely aware that this was a pattern of light on the wall behind me. Don't worry. I knew it was being reflected on the TV and I was observing that. I didn't think it was a real snake. I am, though, quite familiar with God's use of things in the natural to speak of realities in the spiritual. In fact, let me cite a few examples. In the Bible, we can read, with the prophet Jeremiah, God used the branch of an almond tree to show that God is watching over his word. Also with Jeremiah, the Lord used a potter's house and a potter's wheel to declare that he has the right to create what he wants in the way that he desires to be used in the way he sees fit. The Lord used a basket with Zechariah and a plumb line with Amos to equip them to deliver timely messages of guidance, warning, and instruction to God's people. Evidence of the Lord using simple items or pictures in our daily lives, it's sprinkled all throughout scripture. As he has for many of you, the Lord has operated this way in my life countless times. Now, at this point, you might be asking, well, how do we know something like this is indeed of the Lord? Well, that's a great question. In fact, it's a critical question. The way we know is by his confirmations. First and foremost, he will echo what he's speaking through his word. 
If something contradicts the truth as expressed through scripture, then discard it as fast as possible because it is not in line with the character of God. Second, he further provides validation through circumstances, godly counsel, a spiritual sense or peace, and repeated identical sightings, if you will. Well, when it became evident that the Lord was most likely speaking something through this uncanny pattern of lights for me last week, I admit I got a twinge of fear because it was disturbing to me how far the snake was allowed to move towards where I was sitting. I was also tempted momentarily by a taunting, you know, to fear that a bad thing was coming upon my family, which the enemy conveniently timed on the heels of the symbolic things that had fallen from the wall of our home the night before. Well, this just led me into a deeper urgency to pray, pray against the devil and his minions, accompanied by specific petitions against the spirit of fear and again for my family's protection. But the Holy Spirit coupled this with a powerful nudge to intercede for Robin and the men in his Bible study as well. I calmly yet firmly spoke scripture with authority, commanding that enemy to get down, get out, and to worship Jesus. After those prayers, the Holy Spirit granted me peace, and I returned to my my reading. In fact, the Lord began to fill me with an excitement and an anticipation for what he would do next. Well, a few minutes later, I looked up again, and there it was, that slithery serpent, now moving into the picture of flowers and colorful foliage that was hanging right above my head. And its mouth was poised to devour the plants and abundant growth, poignantly symbolized by the painting. So again, it's moving closer to me and kind of going a little upward and now was overlapping into a painting that's above your head if you sit on my couch. But not only was it, its head stretching up and towards me, its tail continued to stretch downward even more. And remember, that circle of light was on the other side of its tail. And its tail seemed to have this attempt to block that circle of light from coming to me. But that shining circle of light had only gotten larger. As much as the snake kept coming towards me, that light kept getting bigger. Well, when I saw the snake encroaching now upon the painting, I prayed again more fervently for Robin and against any attacks from the devil. And as I did, I inspected the phenomenon more closely, which resulted in an exciting observation. Guess what? A small portion of the snake's head was gradually getting cut off. Yes, the curve of its crown was flattening. It was like a boundary line had been drawn and the adversary was not permitted to devour a thing. Filled with even more boldness through this supernatural sign through lights, I prayed once more and turned my attention back to researching Ruth. Not one minute later, I looked up again and it was gone. The serpent had disappeared. Not only that, but the spot of light 
remained and once again was bigger and brighter than before. Now check this out. The tail of the snake that had come downward to try and block off that light from moving towards me, it was gone, but there was this faint essence of, of the tail part having been there, but it was no longer considered a part of the snake. Oh, catch this. Listen, the serpent was annihilated and it was usurped by the light circle. Somehow, in the process of exterminating the snake, it's like the circle of light took its tail. It grabbed the tail, the very thing used in an attempt to obstruct the circle, and instead transformed that tail into something good, as if to display it as a trophy of victory. Are you catching on to this? I was left with the urge to cry out with Joseph in Genesis 50, verse 20. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Ha <laughs> ha. And now the confirmation. Are you ready? When Robin returned from his gathering, I asked right away how things had gone for him. Without knowing any of what I've shared with you, he proceeded to follow, to share this with me. Number one, he had begun a study with the men on the character traits of godliness. That morning's trait was courage. Number two, the scriptures the men examined were in Nehemiah, all about rebuilding what? Rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. I'd had this huge experience with a wall. <laughs> the night before, things had fallen from the wall. And there the men were studying about rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. Number three, Robin also took them to 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, addressing how we are to be sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We are to resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by our brethren in the world. And then, at some point of my husband's meeting, the Holy Spirit prompted him to expose the spirit of fear. Fear had been at the crux of the enemy's jeers against Nehemiah, and it is still at the root of the devil's goads against you and me today. Robin then equipped the men with how to defeat fear we do it in Jesus' name, with authority, and through declaring the truth in Scripture. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I had not known what Robin was teaching, and he had not known what I was experiencing. And all the while, within that one hour, the Holy Spirit did this incredible supernatural work. And he confirmed it as well. <laughs> May I leave you with a challenge? God's challenge to us is simple, and it comes back to what was knocked off the wall the night before. Oh, when I might clarify, it was temporarily toppled. That shelf and all its divinely declarative decorations are all now back in place on our wall as before, with only a minor scar on the corner of the ledge. And that's evidence that speaks of this testimony, isn't it? Listen, the enemy comes to ridicule us attempting to devour our callings, 
Remember the framed photo of my family being sent to serve God? Attempting to devour our blessings? Remember the little placard I told you I had on the shelf that said blessed? And also attempting to devour our full cup of the Holy Spirit. Remember the other sign that said my cup overflows. Satan's determined to knock these things down and replace them with fear, destruction, and emptiness. Well, guess what? He may come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. That's John 10.10. 10. Jesus is the light of the world and he trumps the devil in all ways and at every time. If you are surrendered to Christ, if you have put your hope and your trust in him as your Lord and Savior, Colossians 3 promises your life is hidden in him. You are reconciled to your heavenly father and the heavenly father is greater than all. John 10, 29 says, you are sealed with his Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 1 says, absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus and no one can snatch you out of your father's hand. If you are seeking the Lord and obeying his word, then your calling is secure your blessings are guaranteed and his Holy Spirit will freely fill you and overflow your cup. By the way, would you like to know the meaning of the name Ruth? The book in the Bible that I was studying while I observed the serpent and the light on the wall? The name Ruth means friend or friendship. Stay courageous, dear Christian. No matter how close that serpent comes, you have nothing to fear if you are a friend of God. Cling to Jesus, the light of the world. In him, you truly are invincible. Let me close with Psalm 91, verses 9 and 13. If you make the Lord your refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. God bless you.